This is Laughs and Littles, a conversation about friendship and faith in the midst of motherhood. Life with Littles is better when we do it together. So grab a load of laundry and join us for some laughs. So today we've just got a list of things that Annie and I have been meaning to talk about. (laughs) Annie's list feels more interesting than mine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Annie will get into some charting stuff and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. the book we've both been reading and loving the oh crap i have a toddler and the problem with the title of that book i've been having the kids watch mr rogers in the evening that's like their show right now and first of all alex was like are they watching this illegally like did you (laughs) download something illegally again which happened when i was like in high school (laughs) Like I would, and don't worry, I've got a confession for it. So I would like download music illegally. I feel like anyway. I was like, no, no, no. It's on archive.com. You know, Claire is like so into crafting right now. Anyway, they were watching Mr. Rogers, and at the very end, he sings the song, and she had really been loving it because the last two days he had shown her how to make crafts two different types of crafts you could cut out and make hearts whatever and so the song goes and i'll have more ideas for you and i hear her like she's a dad during the football game or something going you didn't have any new ideas for me <laughs> mr rogers <laughs> Calm down. it's just oh my gosh oh, it's a thing the crafting energy <laughs> Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own, you have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. So before we talked about the, in the Simplifying Kids episode Mm -hmm. and how, like, I don't want my kids to look cuter than me, and my friend Mm -hmm. listens to our show And she was, like, talking to you about that. She was like, how do you do that? Like, how do you have time? And, like, I feel like we're always rushing out the door. And I was like, okay, hold up, hold up. I think what I have forgotten to mention about myself is that I have a case of overconfidence. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think I look better than I do. So if I'm, like acting like I look real like I look great like I just want to look cuter than my kids like I probably think I like <laughs> I was like no, no I just mean like clean hair and like I brush my teeth and I'm wearing jeans not leggings every day you know like like normal things I just I have an older sister but she was like you know gone by the time I out of the house by the time I was like six so I was basically like an only child and my parents thought I was awesome and it's like grown over the years. So just like, and in case anyone listened to that, it was like, that's weird. I I have overconfidence. So it's like you have a really low bar for what it means to look yeah. cute and yes. you're really confident. <laughs> exactly. That's a great combination. You know, I feel like I feel like I have a similar thing with the confidence uh-huh. and you know, you know, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it sends me to confession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is the Harry Potter moaning Myrtle thing? Oh, are you so excited? Yes. <laughs> this is... Oh. Okay. Alex's friend was hanging out with us, and he was reading to the kids, and there was a character in the book named Myrtle. And I made a joke, moaning Myrtle, and he didn't laugh. 
So then I felt like I should clarify because <laughs> that was weird. And I was like, moaning Myrtle, you know, Harry Potter. And he was like, oh, I, I didn't really know Harry Potter. And I was surprised. I just thought he would have like been a Harry Potter guy. And I was like, oh, no. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, um, I read the first two books and then I watched the last movie. <laughs> and I was livid. I was like, who does that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? And he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, who reads the first, like, I don't, it doesn't have to be about Harry Potter. I was like, who reads, but like, I love Harry Potter now. And I was like, who reads the first two books of any series and then watches the last movie? You have missed everything. Yeah. He obviously does not care at all about it. <laughs> like, how do you, he's like, I didn't mean for it to happen. Like, I was like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> It was funny. We had a good laugh. My brother-in-law like stopped reading at book three or four. And I, every time I remember that, I'm like, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And I, you know, I have been converted by you because I grew up. I know. See, that's funny that you have this indignation when you (laughs) are pretty new to the Harry Potter (laughs) bandwagon. I am, but now I'm I'm full bandwagon. I'm shaming people for (laughs) skipping books and going to the movie. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Okay, I also wanted to tell you that Paul Mm -hmm. Knight potty trained himself this week. No way. it's, It's like God was like, you know, I'm going to throw you a slow ball. So <laughs> right you you deserve it. He just he started he woke up three nights uh, three mornings in a row with dry pull-up and I was like, "Well, I guess I guess we should, you know, stop having you wear them." And he's been fine four nights now. Wow. But that made me think of Evangeline, of course. I don't know if you want to say anything about how terrible that was. Yes. I just, I mean, I still have not successfully night trained a child (laughs) and I'm kind of like, you know, when's that going to happen? Will it ever uh, happen? She does provide like coaching sessions on that. She's got a team of consultants also. Yeah. Well, I think that was the one part of the book that I was like, I could really use some more on this Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. just, I mean, yes, because my experience with Evan of like just waking them up a few times in the night didn't. That I need more details because because mm. you would, <laughs> never learned her pattern. You would wake her up and she would have so much pee. Yeah, it'd be like she had already peed by ten p.m. and then we'd wake her up like two or three more times and there was always pee. It was like she was like constantly peeing throughout the night. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> Just store it all the night. Uh, yeah, no, she's got like a team of consultants. Yeah, but anyway. So I'm I if if you ask me or if anyone asks me for advice on night training I've got nothing because I didn't literally didn't do anything with him he just <laughs> so the problem with the book the oh crap I have a toddler mm-hmm. I've been listening to her podcast a lot which I think is so so good does the cussing bother you because the problem is not with the word crap I don't have a problem with the word crap but the podcast is more explicit it's very oh it's very explicit as are her yeah. books I thought you were gonna say the problem with the title is that it's also for really for preschoolers like the three to five well that is that is what i'm going to say yeah that it's for preschoolers and that someone on the podcast uh like wrote into her you know and was kind of frustrated saying you know i got i have this you know like 15 to 
20, 24 month old and like that's toddler and you're not giving any help for that. You're giving help for preschoolers. Like your book should be called Preschoolers. And she says, actually, I like fought with my like editor about that because yeah, it is supposed to be for preschoolers, but like the book market was already saturated with books for preschoolers. And I thought, well, I'll get into the hands of parents early and then they'll be ready and she was like, I, I really, I have nothing for you for toddlers because there is nothing for toddlers. Like they are actively suicidal, <laughs> which is like, I pick up Cecilia all the time out of her bed or wooden crib in the morning. And she's so joyous that she like flings her body and like will whack her head on the bed frame. And I am just like I, trying with all my might to make sure that doesn't happen. But they are, they're like actively suicidal. She was like, all you can do in <laughs> that age is like feed them, make sure they're sleeping a lot, make sure they're, you know, you're singing songs with them. They're eating routine, like good luck. You won't sit down. <laughs> I was like, that actually makes me feel so much better (laughs) like I'm not missing some magical solution of like why this kid is so hard like it's just that stage and she's 16 months now yes so also the longest you have gone without getting pregnant oh my gosh yes your sexuality is good holy and beautiful if that doesn't feel true you're in the right place We believe Jesus knows your sexual brokenness and is inviting you to wholeness. We hope to bring you that invitation every week as we explore topics from friendship to fantasy, loneliness to lust, and more. We are dedicated to helping you connect your struggle to your story and your story to God, because every bit of you is sacred by design. Okay, wait, wait. Circle back though with the with the cursing, for real, because I because you didn't answer that. How do you feel about her cursing? Because that's a thing. She is very explicit in the show and in her books. Oh, I don't mind it at all in the book. I find it funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it reads like someone talking. Yeah. So yeah. the podcast is the same. I'd say like eight out of ten times, it's really funny. Mm, yeah (laughs) like the the way she does it because she's not just flinging words around she's she's kind of doing it in an art form and like I wouldn't personally but yeah I think it's pretty funny I'm sure not everyone would appreciate it though and I've heard of people who let's just like steer away from her books because of that and she knows that people does that anyway what did you just ask me how is it going charting yeah avoiding yeah I have my chart in front of me me right now I ran (laughs) I ran into Julia last week and I and I was like hey and she was like hey I haven't seen you in like a year and I was like yep like we're still not pregnant right like high five (laughs) and she was like I think so I got a few more days or something I was like me too but I was like this is like where she and I are at in like so many pregnancies in such a short amount of time (laughs) that we're just like I need a break that's Um, bold to go in for that though because she could have been like actually (laughs) I know I was I was like ooh, (laughs) yeah but it it was reciprocated (laughs) so that's good yeah I was just looking at my chart that I've had 11 cycles Sarah wow (laughs) I know what is that and as they've progressed they become more and more consistent And I'm just amazed. I just thought, you know, because I was on the pill before 
and then boom, 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 four pregnancies in like four years, you know, I just thought like, oh, like, you know, everyone's cycle is irregular. You hear like, oh, my cycle's all over the place. And I'm like, that's like, like, I think I thought that was really normal. And now I think that that's, you're either like pregnant or breastfeeding or you have a normal cycle or you're like, you know, just returning to a normal cycle and actually having like an abnormal cycle is abnormal. Mm. Like as a sign of like, you're stressed or you're sick mm-hmm. or there's something else going on with your body mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it like every month when I get my period, <laughs> it's, it's not like a huge surprise because I, I look at my chart and I'm like, yeah, this makes tons of sense. Like we, we didn't have sex on any fertile day, but you know, just because I've gotten pregnant so often so quickly in the last few years, it's a it's a little bit of a relief, but it's also like it's because the relief is there because I am still surrendering to God because it's not like I'm saying, oh, this is impossible. This NFP stuff is 100% foolproof. I'm in control. Like there, it's not an anxiety. It's like an awareness that God is still in control and that we are still being open to life. That's cool. And does it, do you still track it with the my flow app. I asked that because my app still gives me notifications and it'll be like, you're in your follicular phase now. And I'm like, nope, you're a dumb app. <laughs> you don't, you don't know. I, I do put some stuff in there and I do like to read it. Yeah. But it is really exciting. You didn't, no one asked, but I'm sharing anyway. And mom, I know my mom listens to this. Mom, you can stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. She's always like, I learned so much from your show. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> what are you using this for? Like, you don't have young kids anymore. Anyway, <laughs> for for a while, and I feel like when we recorded, you know, previously on the NFP stuff, my personal instruction, because I was still getting back to normal, was only using post-ovulation time to come together. Mm-hmm. So like totally in the clear ovulation is totally over and you've just got like that you know window at the end of the month and now I've gotten you know the okay from my instructor for a few months and from my doctor to use like the part right after your period Hmm. um before which which is like a lot you know quote-unquote riskier so my personal instruction that I've been given is like any dry day up until day 10 Mm. So that's, that's been a really exciting thing for us of like having a lot more days. And if you're out there thinking like, man, they really talk about sex and NFP a lot. It's because it's, it's like really important to uh, my life and my marriage. And Yeah. No, I said to Chris the other night, I was like, <laughs> we're going to have to start thinking about that again soon. <laughs> like, yep. A lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? I really haven't thought about it that much. <laughs> And I think I'm... You're probably in the clear for at least six months. Yeah, yeah. I give myself the like... Well, I always go through... I go through this wave of like, I have a while. Like, don't stress (laughs) it. To then like, (gasps) Irish twins. Like, (laughs) you never know. Like, really stressing about it. And then like back to like, no, it's going to be fine. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Right at four months, I think, is when you start Mm. to freak out. Well, with Kiara, it was two months because I was dumb and stopped taking my prenatal vitamins and got like anemic. I think I was so exhausted mm. that Chris was like, Oh my gosh, mm. are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? That's right. 
like we cannot buy a van right now. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. But anyway, that that just comes back to like this phase of life that Alex and I are in. Um, having lots of sex no, but this phase of not 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 having any pregnancies right now and just kind of like taking a breath is that yeah we have been able to like think about this a lot more talk about it a lot more spend more time together and yeah it's been really good for us mm-hmm. and our marriage and I'm I am grateful for this time and learning a lot yeah the um whatever messy family parenting episodes I listened to that were talking about like maybe it was like pursuing your spouse or like intimacy in marriage something like that Mm -hmm. was good and just like a helpful reminder of like oh yeah like desire like was the spark of this Mm -hmm. and is really important to keep alive you know I don't know it just it just was a good like I was just watching a a comedian stand-up on Netflix and she made this joke about her and her you know secular whatever boyfriend fiance breaking up and she was like and the reason we broke up was the reason all couples break up is we were no longer having enough sex to ignore each other's faults (laughs) 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 and i I cracked up because like there is a truth in that we're like love making just it just kind of smooths everything over a little bit it just it just fills you with love and compassion for your spouse like i was like i relate to that oh it helps it helps wow this took a turn i was not expecting (laughs) you didn't ask no one asked any no one asked it's just we've gotten so much feedback about how much people are enjoying the NFP episodes. So yeah. I just thought I'd open up my charts <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Tell me about getting ready for baby. We are in, we've reached like the final two weeks right now. It's like Chris has a bunch of things to do this week. And then a ton of stuff due next week. It's like the end of the semester for him. And it's like the final two weeks Mm -hmm. for me. And on Sunday, I kind of realized Mm -hmm. that of like, oh yeah, I've been thinking about this for so long. Like it's finally here. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for baby. Yeah. Have you guys finalized a name for each? You don't have to say what they are, but. Yes, we have a name picked for each. We had a brief little spat because I all of a sudden thought, it was like a brilliant idea to do two middle names. She was like really excited about that for the girl. And Chris, I found out, is like categorically against two middle names, just like on principle. Doesn't matter what the names are. I mean, I'm with Chris. What? He Well, his reasoning was like, because then they get a confirmation name and that's just too many names. And I was like, I think that's a great reason. Hey, names are cool. They make you feel special and like. That's not too many names. And then also no one ever knows your confirmation name. Like when do you ever say it or write down all your names? That's true. Never. (laughs) And I just like thought my idea was so perfect and like that we would go with it. And then he was like, this is just something you like thought of last night. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I'm with Chris though. I think that's too many names. Okay. Well, and then another funny story. I was telling this to a friend at the park yesterday 
And she was like, oh, yeah, my husband really wanted two middle names for our youngest. And she was like, why? You know, why not five names? And then she was like, but I just didn't really care. So he's, you know, he's got two middle names. And then her husband joined us, like, you know, came Mm -hmm. and, and was there. And she brought up like, oh, yeah, Sarah, like, wants two middle names for her baby and her husband doesn't. And he was like, just like without skipping a beat, he was like, oh, we should have gotten married. No. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so. oh, that's, oh, that's when you know you're good friends with <laughs> You can joke I about I don't swapping. know him very well. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have well, not talked to him very much. Now you are good friends. <laughs> Sometimes you can force people to be good friends with you. (laughs) I've been like itching to do my last few nesting things, but I'm trying to hold off because I'm also trying to hold off on baby coming too early. So I don't want to feel like I'm Mm -hmm. completely prepared and then my body like relaxes and has the baby too soon. Mm -hmm. So we haven't like set the bassinet up yet and haven't like rearranged the room for the home birth and... I haven't put the car seat in the car, which Chris was like, we don't have to, we're not going anywhere. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I think the pediatrician wants us to come like pretty soon after baby's born. Anyway, it's just like another thing I want to get mm-hmm. done. And mm-hmm. so next weekend I finished my Ina May Gaskin book mm-hmm. and just love it. Mm-hmm. I, she, I mean, since we're already talking about sex, she <laughs> likes to talk about how birth has this sexual component that like... <laughs> no one talks about in our society alex likes to talk about it or not likes to he's just like he sees the analogies and i'm like i don't agree (laughs) (laughs) so so remind me because i don't remember what she says about it oh well she just like like all the birth stories of people giving birth at their commune in tennessee that they call the farm Mm -hmm. the husband is there but it's then just like a couple midwives that they all seem to know each other really well. They're all really comfortable. Mm-hmm. So they've let go of, and they're like hippies too, yeah. <laughs> but they've, you know, they're totally fine being naked. And then they're totally fine with the husband. Like they will encourage the husband to like kiss during contractions. They're like, you know, smooching because of the, how the, uh, <laughs> the hormones, like it like releases oxytocin, helps you relax, helps you dilate. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I believe that there's something to this. It's not false. And then I'm like, why do I feel like mm-hmm. uncomfortable with that? Or like, I don't really, but I know Chris does. <laughs> like, just these norms that we have in place <laughs> with birth. I do. I feel I'll do all of that. Like in the two weeks leading up to, all right, soldier, we're going <laughs> to. We're going to do this like it's and and it's not room like it's yeah. <laughs> it's more like getting down to business and I'm but I'm like yep yeah, this is helping me this is good we're doing this together mm-hmm. we're about to have this six week break these are all the things you got to do like <laughs> here's our <laughs> here's our and, and it, it is very yeah sex helps to bring babies whenever friends are like close to birth and I'm you know good friend just had a baby this week and I've got a few friends pregnant having babies soon I'm always and people are when when they kind of say waiting for baby like hope baby comes soon I'm always like how much sex are you having yeah (laughs) (laughs) to be blunt (laughs) because I just always remember every time before each kid by the end of it Alex is like again like it really exhausted (laughs) and I'm like come on 
Because it is, because he's doing all the work. It is hard at the end. But I think it is it is so beautiful. Yeah, we're just, we're really, really <laughs> into this. But. <laughs> so, so not during the labor. I am uncomfortable with that. Why? So, Why are you uncomfortable with that? Because I, I'm like in pain. I don't want to think about that. Like it's too hard for my brain to like switch and then like mm. other people there. Like I don't want him on me <laughs> in the bra area doing that like do that before mm-hmm. we get to the yeah. hospital i'm also trying the dates thing for the first time what it what does that do i don't remember that i don't really know that much about it i'm just doing it but <laughs> <laughs> you eat like however many like 70 grams of dates like six to eight dates a day mm. from like 36 mm-hmm. weeks on because studies have shown <laughs> that it helps ripen the cervix Okay. There's no harm to it, yeah, and yeah. it might help. Is like the thing. Does it like empty you out? No, it's okay. like that's prunes. Huh? Yeah, that's prunes. By the time early labor starts, you're like more ready to go. So I think it like shortens early labor. And then Chris was like, "Do you want that?" Because I had been talking about like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, like what time of day this is going to happen, and I'm like, kind of like that was like my one <laughs> anxiety, which I've let go of, of like, when is this going to happen? What what where the girl's gonna be because of the time of day and i was like well at least i have long labors so like i'll have time to let my mm-hmm. mother-in-law know mm-hmm. and like kind of generally project when baby will actually be born and then i'm like telling him about the dates and he was mm-hmm. like what and i was like oh, i don't actually I don't, what do they do i don't know like i'm, I'm just enjoying <laughs> these dates like, <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> but I, I've done a couple smoothies, but I also just really like the taste of them straight. So they've become my like sugar craving at the end of the day. Mm, Cool. And I'm doing the raspberry leaf tea and I'm drinking it cold, Mm, which mm -hmm. my cousin told me about. And I was Mm. like, oh, that's, it tastes a lot better. I don't know. I'm enjoying it more. Nice. And then I'm just waiting. So that's when, when you were like, here's my things Mm -hmm. to talk about. I was like, I don't, I'm just, I'm just waiting for baby. Like that's that's just boring. (laughs) Okay. Here's something though, you're on the hunt for book or Amazon Prime show yes. reference. Uh, I've collected a few, but I'm still haven't like checked any of them out yet. I don't know what I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I haven't been thinking about that as much. The like two week postpartum. I'm like, am I gonna get a full two weeks this time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't really see beyond like baby being born. People should email you on Instagram or Facebook recommendations for an Amazon Prime show. Yes, yes, please help me. I need a TV show to binge. I don't have mm-hmm. Netflix. My sister-in-law was like, really? You should be asking who will lend you their Netflix password. <laughs> I was like, that's, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. True. <laughs> but I have Amazon Prime and I have Hulu. Mm-hmm. And then books, mm-hmm. books that I can get on like, you know, eBooks that are gripping. You know, I'm not looking to read classics right now. Send them in, you guys. Have you guys been watching The Chosen season two? No. Did you ever finish season one? No. <laughs> we watched That's the first you'll two watch episodes. With Christo. It's so good. Yeah. No, the other How'd night, you stop? Uh, because of the Dallas director guy at the end, he would always pop up and I'd be like so annoyed by him. It would make me not want to start the next episode. <laughs> Such a rebel. But the Chris, Chris went to a game night the other night and I started watching the third episode and was like, oh yeah, I do enjoy this show. And then didn't finish it and haven't picked it up again. But maybe I could watch that postpartum. (laughs) 
it's just like when I'm when I'm sitting down to watch shows with Chris, I'm always like, oh, I could watch The Chosen in the back of my head. Like he would totally watch it with me, but I'm always just like, it's not boring no. though. <laughs> Oh, I want something like faster pace. It's not boring at all. Like I, I understand the sentiment of like I want to watch like a fun, more exciting show because it, it is really, really exciting. I, the episode, um, the last episode of season one where he meets the woman at the well, that's actually like the beginning of his public ministry. And once you get, to, I mean, it's all exciting, but there's this like super big thrill I felt when I got to that episode. And then now leading up to season mm-hmm. two. This okay, I'm plugging this one for you. You guys should you should either watch it or watch it together. Every time I watch it, I feel excited and super interested and like tons of conversation. And and seeing all the disciples like working together, trying to figure out this journey. You're like, oh yeah, like you've got twelve men together. There would have been a lot of fighting. <laughs> like a lot of egos. A lot of disgruntledness, and it's they they put a lot of humor into it too, and it just and you just look at the actor who portrays Jesus in there, and you're just like, that is my Jesus, <laughs> like so much love, ugh, which makes me think of this is actually super upsetting. I took Paul to Saturday morning mass this week, front row. Everything's lovely. He's like talking in a low voice in the beginning about some stuff. It was like totally fine. And this jerk, I'm calling him a jerk because in this moment, this guy was a jerk. He's like way down at the other end of our aisle in the wooden pew, knocks on the pew with his hand, knock, knock, which is so loud. Yeah. And we turn to look at him and he shushes me and well, he shushes Paul. And I was like, that is not the Jesus that I know from the chosen. <laughs> like from my, the chosen. It just, <laughs> I'm like, that Jesus would not do this. Like that Jesus loves children. <laughs> but there, I mean, there's nothing really good about that story. Other than I was just like, oh, does that just happen? And I just thought about it and I thought it would share it just to remind everyone, like it happens to everyone. Like people are, you know, and whatever, like he was having a bad day. He couldn't hear the priest. I don't know, whatever excuse we can give him sure he is there because he loves jesus too and is whatever thinks children should be seen not heard but i was like this is terrible and paul was like fine and he was fine the rest of the time and and nine out of ten times people are coming up to me and telling me what a joy it is to see you know my son and i at mass so like most people are great but like if you're experiencing things like that i am too Mm. but i thought about the chosen in that moment also (laughs) that was the episode i watched was about the kids coming to him and him like delighting Mm -hmm. in them but every sinner that Jesus approaches, the actor just, he just does it so well of like how much love Jesus has, especially for the sinners. Mm-hmm. You know, the love he has for the disciples, but then he like goes out of his way to find these people and save them. It's just, it's very beautiful. And it's real. <laughs> so, yeah watch it <laughs> i heard uh, i i don't actually think this is that interesting but just people who conflate like they, that jesus becomes that actor in their mind you know just like being wary of if it's helping your prayer life and your spirituality yeah, and like yeah. whatever great but if you're like obsessing mm-hmm. over him yeah no i i can see how that would happen for me it just it brings it to life you know it's yeah. like you yeah, yeah i picture it and i'm like yeah, like the love, this like intangible love that we can't see is like brought to screen and I feel loved 
you know, by Jesus in heaven. But that's a, that's a really good point. And I do think people do that. Or they, or like I've heard people say stuff about the actor, like, well, he did this. And I'm like, who cares? Like, he's an actor from Hollywood. Yeah. Like, of course he did that. Like, no one cares. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. He's a good actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I wanted to share a hack about kids and chores and saving money because for Christmas we were given this really cool like piggy bank box three boxes for save spend share Mm -hmm. and we were really excited that's you know what Alex grew up with it was really a bad system because then you've got this box and piggy banks like kind of no matter how they are it's hard to get money out of them so Clara would be like okay you know I want to go to the dollar store now I have you know three dollars that I want to spend And then it's like, now we have to go get the box and open up the box and then take the money out and put it into the wallet. And then same thing with like tithing. And then the box is like broke and then it was this cheap plastic. And so I took her to the thrift store and we bought three wallets. And then I just like figured out a way to label them. So now she has three cute little wallets in the room, save, spend, share. And now when, you know, we go to spend it, then she can just grab that wallet. Or we go to church and she grabs her church wallet. Mm. And I wrote on the save one, I wrote $20. Because she had like $7 at one point. She was like, I want to buy blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, no, you're supposed to save up like for a car. <laughs> and she, was like, <laughs> she looked at me like I was nuts. Like that's way too far away. I was like, I was like, okay, $20. You have to save at least $20. And then buy one thing. How much do you give her for chores? And what chores? Okay. So our chores, our personal system for this specific child, I have a feeling it will be very different with Paul. She does chores when she feels like it. (laughs) You can't even say that without laughing. (laughs) I can't even. I can't say that because like there are so many things that I don't consider chores. Like you have to get out your plate and your fork. You have to clear your place. You have to tidy up your toys. Like there are so many things that she does that I think are just like daily living. Mm -hmm. So the chores that I have for her are like separating laundry, folding and or like rolling up and putting her own laundry away, which she's been able to do really well now. Making her bed, which I have that as a chore because like it doesn't bother me. It doesn't like make my life better or worse if she makes her bed. Mm -hmm. helping me put dishes in the dish rack and so for every one of those I have like a picture of it and she puts an x and so if she does 10 of those it's one dollar so she's had like three checks on there for like a week and a half (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. it it is very dependent on her most of the money that she gets is like birthdays and holidays and things like that or or sometimes I'll be like okay I've got you've got all these like sticks in the yard that are just like making a mess go go pick up sticks random twigs and for each one you get one cent and so she'll randomly Mm -hmm. make you know a dollar or 15 cool yeah i was looking for ideas because evange gets to do this little one night trip with chris Mm -hmm. just her this friday to go drive up to new jersey and go to chris's youngest brother's confirmation Mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out how to frame that so that zaley wouldn't be devastated of being left out, which we didn't really succeed in that. Mm. <laughs> like, but I was trying to think of like, <laughs> what did you okay, say? Yeah, I've like said this multiple times, but I don't think it's like made any impact because I remember I, as the oldest, got to go on trips 
like I got to go to Argentina with my dad when I was seven and my sister didn't get to go. And it was just because I was the oldest, like I was the oldest and mm-hmm. better able to travel. Mm-hmm. I think my dad, I don't know if it was then or later started talking about like, you know, you're older, so you mm-hmm. get more privileges like this. And then you also get more responsibilities, like kind of like privileges and responsibilities coming together. And so I've been saying that, but I'm kind of like, what are her responsibilities? <laughs> Cause like, mm-hmm. I do expect them both to tidy, even though Zaylee is terrible at tidy. You know, like <laughs> most of the things is like empty the dishwasher. Like I expect that of both of you. So I was like, yeah, the kind of in the chore category or like extra category, I could not think of anything. So I was just like, um, <laughs> does she put her laundry away? She, yeah, I be, I can be like, here's this big, here's the big laundry basket. Like put yours in your drawer, mm-hmm. but I could make that more of a thing. Yeah, because that's a really helpful yeah. thing. And as, like, more and more kids and more and more clothes, if that becomes, like, automatic. At this point, Paul can separate them pretty well, like, all, all the kids' laundry. If I, like, throw, okay, here's all your laundry, here's your three bins. He can put it in his bin pretty well, but he cannot fold it up. I will f- roll it up for him, and then mm. he will put it in the drawer. But at this point, I'm expecting Clara to... It'd be from the floor, rolled up in her drawer, all on her own. We don't fold or roll at all, so it's just stuff it into that basket. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also have been letting my kids get away for a while with throwing their laundry like in different places because I didn't have a great like laundry bin system, and so like it was on me. And I finally bought a good plastic tall laundry bin for their bedroom with a lid. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit more of like okay night but that's an that's another one that's like not a chore that you get that's like you now this, this is just everyone does yeah. this. <laughs> so also hoping to not go into labor when chris is gone but it's short <laughs> enough it's short enough and i'm it's like the day i am 38 weeks that i was like this is gonna be fine sounds good <laughs> oh oh yeah so back to oh crap i have a uh, toddler the book i really loved you know, you've been talking about marriage a lot on the show, and, you know, we're always talking about that. But she had a really good thing about saying, you know, your marriage should be an umbrella. You know, it's protecting you. It's not a crash pad at the end of the day. And that was convicting for me because I think sometimes I, you know, just by the nature of getting to the end of the day. And I was also, I was also thinking about how I talked in, the, in a previous episode about how my kids do a two-hour cozy time. And this afternoon I was thinking... I should mention to people that my husband is gone 11 to 12 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) This is another reason. And like four to five hours every Saturday. And he does a lot also. And when he is home, he's with all three kids. But it is really hard and exhausting. And just like by the nature of the end of the day, you know, it can, can really become a crash pad. So I've been trying to be more intentional about using the time when he's putting Cecilia down and the kids are washing Mr. Rogers that I try and take a quick shower Hmm. even rather than like doing the dishes or tidying, which I'll also try and do some of that, but just being a little bit more physically (laughs) clean (laughs) and like perked up. (laughs) It makes me feel better. It makes me feel ready to Mm -hmm. hang out. But I know you've been good about that and thinking about that a lot lately yeah i don't know if i've been great about it but i've been thinking about it more (laughs) well it's hard it's like every day it's uh (laughs) 
Yeah. And I had a friend who in the last couple of months was like, oh yeah, I forgot that Chris is like studying theology. Like that must be so interesting. Like, do you guys like talk about that all the time? Like, that's so cool. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When we watch The Chosen though, we talk about it a lot because he'll say things and mention things or notice. And then, yeah, we have, so maybe. (laughs) Maybe The Chosen. No, but I'm just like really bad at asking Chris questions about his classes or, and then like retaining that information Mm -hmm. at all. Like it's Mm -hmm. like a sieve that, you know, he'll just like (laughs) tell me stuff. I'm like, I can't even remember what classes you're in. And I've asked you this like every week this semester. It's, it's really bad. (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's bad because it's a way that he would feel loved. And I just, it takes so much energy for me to think of questions to ask and then like actually listen about it. Mm-hmm. So that was convicting and <laughs> I've like, I, I been you. trying to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but the other thing that I have liked about the, Oh crap, I have a toddler was, um, I mean, it felt really connected actually to our episode about mm-hmm. don't feel guilty and like getting kids to play independently. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about fill their emotional bucket. So like, And I was like, yes, that resonates with my experience of kids of like, if I am a hundred percent, just, you know, like giving them 50% of my attention a hundred percent of the time, Mm -hmm. they're just always going to feel super needy. But if I can give these spurts of like really Mm -hmm. concentrated attention, then they'll go off and play. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not a long time, maybe 20 minutes and then they'll come back and be empty again. And then you fill and then 20 minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Over and over. My big girls, though, Zaylee, if I sit and read with her for 20, 30 minutes, she can go play by like for like two hours by herself. That's great. And then Kiara, you know, Kiara's just at a different stage. But so and then she talks about like connection, disconnection, kind of what you were what you talked about in that episode of, um, you know, they know when you're not really listening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and that, and then even that feeling of like, I feel disconnected, like I'm with you all the time, but I feel disconnected from you, mm-hmm. giving them language for that and talk like just. I was just like, that's cool. And then I was also convicted that I need to be off my phone more because that is the way that I am usually distracted. Yeah. I've started putting my phone on airplane mode more. I didn't think I texted that much. And then I feel like, I'm like, yeah, wow. I feel like I do text a lot. And then I saw that play out the other day. I took Kiara to the doctor and Chris was home, but I knew Evangeline would get really excited about this. So I phrased it this way. I was like, <laughs> Evange, I have to take Kiara to the doctor daddy's home, but he's not really available because he has to work. So it's like you and Zaylee get to stay home alone. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, Zaylee, let's go play that game we play when we're alone. (laughs) So they went off and I like checked in with Chris. I was gone for two hours and he was like, yep, they're still like quietly playing in their room together Wow! for a full two hours. They played this like elaborate doctor game. Nice. Didn't destroy anything. Nothing was really damaged. And I was no like, no haircuts happened. No haircuts. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, have we like turned a corner? Like they're kind of like this getting is the a slow ball. Older. Yeah. I thought I would have to for sure, like put a TV show on for them and it would be this like morning of them watching mm-hmm. way too much stuff but i just didn't introduce that as an option and they just went off and played and i was like sweet amazing um, but then later i but then i came back knowing okay they've just done 
basically they've already done a cozy time this morning. Mm -hmm. I prepared myself of like, how can I connect with them and like fill their bucket? Because it's Mm -hmm. a lot to expect them to just go off into like another two hour. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That book, she's just, she's got really good stuff in that book. And she has such different values as us. You know, she's not a Christian. She's not married. And yet I feel like she is rooting for my faith and my marriage and my family situation because of how she Parenting. frames, you know, whatever your family is valuing, like, let's make that happen. Yeah, yeah. That parenting happens in this community, that it's not just mm-hmm. about the kids. If it can become mm-hmm. just about the kids and then it's terrible for the kids and for you, mm-hmm. it's got to be about you and your partner and your, mm-hmm. and the slow living, like be slow, you know, slow. Take things off your calendar. Have time to be with each other. So I get a little bit annoyed at that personally because, and I think back to last week, I had this morning that I was like, I just want us to, yeah, slow morning. Let's just like read and hang out. And it might just be because of the ages of my kids, the fact that I've, you know, an actively suicidal little toddler here and I've got the five-year-old Clara who wants to, you know, make everything out of paper and scissors and glue and stamps and she just needs to make things I don't know the energy but we're home all morning we're having this nice and we we do all these wonderful things and I look at the clock it's 10 a.m so everyone's been up for three three and a half hours and they were done they were done being home and I was like everyone started getting really rowdy and destructive and I was like let's let's go to the zoo (laughs) (laughs) okay that that is not what this is talking about that I totally get that okay Because then I feel guilty in those moments. This is talking about the weekends that are filled with soccer practices. Okay, okay. This is like you're constantly rushing out of the house Mm. to get to things that you have to be at Mm -hmm. that don't fit with your family life. Like that, it's like, that is a perfect example of you had a slow morning and now it's time to get out of the house. Like, okay. and, And the like, oh, the parents are missing each other never able to connect because Mm. of the schedule of like our kids have to be playing soccer Mm. on all day on Sunday afternoons. And like, we're a slave to that. Mm. That's what she's like pushing against. Okay. That's good. I feel better. (laughs) 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 We, we had that exact morning too, where it was like, okay, I got through like a terribly slow school time (laughs) It's 9.30. And I was like, let's go to the park. (laughs) Gotta have something to do. We hope you have a great week with lots of laughs with your littles. 